Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing how the mind and spirit can heal the body. So today, I'm going to be talking about some of the alternative perspectives on why we get sick and how we can use our own mind to be either a tool for health or for illness. I'm going to discuss ways in which we can prevent as well as cure illnesses that are seemingly incurable by using the power of our spirit and the mind. Before we begin, I wanted to suggest a book called Healing and Recovery from Dr. David Hawkins. This book was a phenomenal book and helped me understand how powerful the, the mind is, how powerful our consciousness is, and how that can be used to heal our physical ailments. I'm going to share the link below to purchase that book in the description section. I uh, highly encourage anyone who's looking to heal to take advantage of this specific resource. So firstly, let's talk about how we get sick. According to Dr. David Hawkins, one of the reasons that we get sick is because our consciousness is at a low level. So people who are at a low state of consciousness, such as apathy, grief, despair, fear, shame, guilt, have a around a 98% chance of attracting sickness of some sort into their lives. Now, people who are at a higher state have a much lower chance People at, let's say, love or joy, and then ultimately enlightenment, which is the highest state of consciousness, people in that state of consciousness have a 0% chance of attracting illness. So according to Dr. Hawkins' map of consciousness, which goes from 0 to 1,000, with those towards the top of the scale having a very high state of consciousness, people who are enlightened, people who are coming from a consciousness of love, and then people at the bottom are coming, like I mentioned, from a fear or shame, have a state of consciousness that is below 200. He says 200 is the pivotal threshold for the uh, differences between the top and bottom uh, states of consciousness, the higher and the lower, and 200 is the consciousness of courage. So when a person has the courage and makes the choice to be courageous to step out of denial and take responsibility for their state of consciousness, they can ultimately raise the state of consciousness and alleviate the illnesses that come along with having a low state by having a high state. Now, I deeply appreciate Dr. Hawkins and his perspective here uh, because it aims to go to the cause of the illness and ultimately heal it as a, at a causal level. And once we correct the cause, we can heal our ailments in a way that sustains and maintains itself and our health over time. Now, modern medicine, pharmacology, psychiatry, they tend to focus on the symptoms of an illness. And while these modalities do have their place and there is truth to them, they don't necessarily focus on the spiritual and mental side of things. And as a result, they don't truly heal. Um, by treating the symptom, if we do that, we tend to miss the cause and eventually the illness will manifest itself in the human body in some other way, in some other sickness. Now, in truth, we are spiritual beings in a physical body. We're spiritual by nature, having a limited time physical experience. So the body, in essence, is just a reflection of our spiritual state of mind, of our consciousness, and not the other way around. So based on this, we can explain that a person who gets sick, a sick body, will most usually be in possession of a low, lower state of consciousness. Maybe they're not aware of it, maybe it's unconscious, but ultimately that is the cause, the root cause of their illness. 
In addition, Dr. Hawkins explains that negative attitudes and negative core beliefs can actually make you sick. He says when a patient believes that they can get better, right, so their belief system is positive, that is half of the cure. If a patient believes that there is no hope and that the illness is real, or as he calls it, if they believe or they buy into the illness program, it makes them much more difficult, uh, makes it much more difficult to heal because of the resistance that these core beliefs, these lies create, and ultimately they create barriers in the natural ability of the spirit to ultimately heal the body. One of the concepts he brings in his book here continuously is that what we hold true in our mind tends to manifest in the physical plane. Right? So if a person holds sick and negative thoughts in their mind, let's say criticism or unforgiveness or, or anger or hate, then ultimately that is a lower state of consciousness and that will attract disease. So the flip side is also true in this case. If, you, if we believe that we can heal ourselves and, and when we believe in the power of our spirit and we believe higher states of consciousness, higher thoughts, higher beliefs, then that's going to activate the healing qualities of the spirit of the subconscious mind and that is quite literally powerful enough to heal us. Attitudes and beliefs, negative core beliefs, such as you're not worthy or you're a sinner, right? Or you're guilty of a mortal crime that needs punishment. What that does is ultimately that removes the ability for the spirit to heal itself. They're not life-affirming beliefs, they're life-destructive beliefs. In essence, when we are holding on to negative emotions, negative core beliefs, what that does is that creates barriers to the flow of the life force healing energy of unconditional love, which ultimately the lack of that flow is gonna inhibit one's ability to, to be aligned and to be healthy. And most specifically, these beliefs are lies. They're not true. And lies lower our consciousness to below 200. That brings us down to denial. Lies are in essence denial of the truth, and thus it makes us more susceptible to illness. And when we believe truths, higher truths, and when we, uh, uh, raise our consciousness that ultimately uh, attracts health as a result. So at lower levels of consciousness, below 200, right, this is what Dr. Uh, Hawkins calls welfare emotions. These emotions include things like fear, guilt, shame, hate, uh, anger. Uh, they have a negative effect on the body, most specifically because of the stress hormone cortisol that causes the body to, to undergo stress and ultimately um, damages the, the, the cells of the body and it damages the body, especially over long periods of time. Higher states of consciousness induce positive, you know, feel-good hormones such as endorphins, which ultimately uh, reacts positively to the body and that, that uh, promotes health. So like I mentioned, in order for something to be true for us, we have to believe that it is true and we have to believe that it pertains to us, that it is personal. So if we believe that illness cannot come into our energy field, and it doesn't apply to us, we cannot get sick, then ultimately it won't take hold in our minds. And Dr. Hawkins explains that anything that exists in the physical realm is as a result of the spiritual and mental planes of our consciousness. So first, illness is gonna take place in the mind and the spirit and our consciousness. And when we believe that we could get certain illnesses, which also includes fearing the illness, ultimately it has a chance of manifesting into our lives because we are in essence, like he said, holding it in our minds and what we hold in our minds tends to manifest in the physical plane. In addition, when we are in possession of wounds, let's say we've undergone trauma, we haven't healed yet, we haven't grieved yet, and our inner world is, is dysregulated, we're in chaos, our mind is not going to be able to see with clarity. We're not gonna have the inner peace to get perspective and have clarity. So this lack of clarity is going to very much impact our decision-making and the ability to choose what is best for our health. So when we do heal our wounds and when we gain clarity of our situation, we can discern what choices that we make are life-affirming or life destroying. So with clarity, we can see clearly, you know, what is good for us, what is not, and then we can discern between the two. When we have dysregulated emotions, we're going to have distorted perceptions, and we usually make decisions out of pain, 
you know, very reactive or confused or lacking awareness, and that leads to outcomes that don't necessarily support our, our health, our higher growth. Now, it is well documented that illnesses that seemed incurable to doctors after a client went on a healing journey, right, heal their traumas, balance their energies, emotional imbalances, and, and heal their childhood wounds, let's say they let go of faulty illness programs, like he calls them, and, and dismantle those negative core beliefs and raise their consciousness, they were able to make a sudden recovery. You know, as soon as they let go of these limiting and self-defeating core beliefs or lies, their issue that they had been plaguing their body for oftentimes even decades suddenly vanished and there was a, a miraculous recovery. Now, while there probably should be healthy skepticism on this, you know, we definitely don't want to discount the simplicity and the unbelievable power of the subconscious mind, of our, uh, the intelligence of our spirit to quite literally heal itself. And uh, that being said, it can only take place if we allow it, if we uh, give our, align with the beliefs of our spirit, and then if we create the environment to, to heal. So Dr. Hawkins goes on to explain that he himself was in possession of several debilitating physical ailments, including diverticulosis, ulcers, and gout. Uh, he said that some of his illnesses almost took his life. And he explains that the way he was able to recover was by identifying that these illnesses are not applying to him. He, you know, even labeling them on some level is saying that these illnesses are, are real, and that, that almost buys in to the programming. And he explained that the illnesses were as a result of him believing that the illness was his, and uh, buying into that illness program. And when he was able to let go of the programs, stating that he, he no longer buys into it, and when he identified with his authentic self, his spiritual self, and he allowed that to flow, uh, suddenly he was able to raise, raise his consciousness, and that allowed him to heal from all of the ailments that he had. He also explains that the fear of the illness and the belief that he was in possession of these illnesses kept them incurable, regardless of how many treatments and how many years and how many attempts he uh, tried to, to heal himself. And ultimately, when he applied his method of raising his consciousness and letting go of the illness program, suddenly he had a uh, miraculous recovery. To conclude some of Dr. Hawkins' thoughts, he says that uh, when we reown the source of our power and stop giving it away to the world, we find that the cause of our illness is not necessarily uh, the actual organ or limb or stress uh, or diet. It has to do with what we hold in mind. You know, when we reown our power of our mind and stop denying this power, uh, we begin to realize that really it is the source of either our health or our illness. To conclude, I hope this episode inspires you to at least entertain some of the outside of the box ways of thinking about illness. Um, ultimately, it's identifying the power of our mind and starting to utilize that. And, and I myself have used this and it has been unbelievable. It has been so healing and I'm really passionate about it for that, for that very reason. Uh, your mind, your spirit, it's extremely powerful, more powerful than we possibly know. And it's open to suggestion constantly. So if we suggest that uh, these things are real. You know, if we buy into societal's programming that these issues that maybe uh, are, are widespread apply to us, then we absorb that, we hold on to that message, and then we manifest it into our lives. We, we buy into the, the illness program. So healing from this perspective has a lot to do with letting go of negative core beliefs, lies, and these programs that pull down our consciousness and ultimately manifest itself in physical illness. And I imagine that this episode is especially tough to hear if we have preconceived ideas of how we get sick but hopefully just uh, we can begin to open our minds to the fact that we may not necessarily fully understand how illnesses show up and it's not necessarily what it seems when we go deeper and we go into our consciousness and we understand how consciousness and how our mind could create illness ultimately with that clarity with those painful truths we can ultimately uh, use it to uh, to set ourselves free and to heal from the illnesses that we have both spiritually emotionally and uh, and physically 
So I want to thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. Mm-hmm.